probability that one or more team members may be infected by intruder organism. 75%. If intruder organism reaches civilized areas, entire world population infected 27,000 hours from first contact. Welcome to the Thing Minute Podcast, where we discuss John Carpenter's 1982 science fiction horror masterpiece, The Thing, one minute at a time. I'm Harper W. Harris from HarperWHarris.com, and joining me this week is... Rob Kelly from Superman Movie Minute. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me. I'm. This is one of my all-time favorite movies, and I think you're doing a great job dissecting it a minute at a time so i'm I'm thrilled to be here well thanks man i appreciate that um yeah you've definitely been one of the most uh vocal people on on twitter kind of you know keeping the conversation going and throwing out <laughs> you know jokes about the movie and stuff so it's um i appreciate that it's always fun to be able to kind of you know engage with people who listen to the show and yeah it's awesome to ha- finally have you on we've been trying to get this uh worked out for a while now so i'm glad glad we uh got it going yeah, I am proud to say that I have retweeted every minute of your show, every, every <laughs> single one. I'm very, very proud of that. I haven't missed one yet. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, about your shows before we uh, start digging into the uh, this minute. Well, Superman Movie Minute is hosted by me and my co-host, Chris Franklin, who is also a member of our podcast network, which is the Fire and Water Podcast Network. And we go through the original Richard Donner Superman movie five minutes at a time. Uh, We realized we couldn't do it a minute at a time because we have other shows on our network and we would basically just be taking over the network if we had done (laughs) daily shows. So we do it five minutes at a time. Yeah, it was it's the kind of the situation arose when, you know, all these minute shows started appearing and I was like, well, eventually somebody's going to do Superman because that movie's so great and it's so, you know, like a, a geek touchstone. And then like, you know, Thing Minute and and Clueless Minute and Goodfellas Minute and nobody was doing Superman Minute. And so I finally turned to Chris and said, you know what, man, we, we got to do this. We know we'll do it right. And so that's we we finally decided to launch uh, Superman Movie Minute. That's awesome. man. how far into it are you guys at this point when we're recording? As of this recording, we are uh, like what is it around the hour mark? We're pretty far ahead, actually. That's pretty so, good. So yeah, we're, we're yeah we're just getting to the point where uh, we see the de- debut of Superman. Awesome. And and how how long is is the original Superman movie? It's been a while since I've watched it. The cut that we're doing is, I think, 144 minutes. It's not the director's cut. It's like the theatrical one. So that's like two hours and something change. So uh, yeah, it's 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 a, a healthy runtime. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably you'll probably be glad you did the five minute uh, chunks instead of minutes uh, at, at a certain turning point. You might uh, you might start to really feel that. So good. Good call on that, probably. <laughs> yeah. That, that, the minute at a time just seems just so daunting that we're like, all right, you know, we sometimes we barely have enough time to do the to do the five minute chunks. So, yeah, a minute. I, I admire everybody who does the minute by minute because that's that's a real commitment. Those Lord <laughs> of the Rings people are crazy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Those those guys uh, take the cake for sure. I think uh, I don't think anybody. <laughs> can compete with that <laughs> i think they'll be doing this till they're in uh till they're in retirement age probably yeah oh lord <laughs> 
Awesome, man. Well, let's um, let's dig into this minute. So this week we're talking about uh, we're starting with minute eighty-one, which uh, we just got past the uh, some of the craziest bits of the movie, and we're about to hit another <laughs> fan favorite uh scene for sure with the the blood test. So. Uh, minute 81 starts with uh, Windows wiping off Nal's thumb after he's cut it. And then uh, ends a minute later with Windows kind of looking sort of menacing as he like backs away as the test begins. So um, so this minute is really kind of like the the prep for the test as we get ready. And we don't even really know if it's going to work or anything yet. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting beginning for the week. Can I just say how much I admire these guys for being able to do anything after what they just saw <laughs> with this with the with the doc? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry if I had seen someone I know uh, have their hands ripped off by a giant mouth inside someone's chest. I'd be like, yeah, I'm done. Um, I'm and, and, and the person's chest was also somebody you knew. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the fact that these guys can even stand there and talk to one another and be coherent is beyond any. And then of course, we see the corpse of one of them in the background. On the right, they're just right there. <laughs> like they don't even cover them up with a sheet. Like these guys, I admire all these guys that they could just, you know, be be, be at all coherent. And so, you know, these these guys are made of tough stuff. Yes, this is definitely like the most brutal section of the movie. Like in, you know, in real life, at least half these guys would probably be in some kind of shock or like just just straight up losing their minds at this point. I I, I certainly think I wouldn't hold up as well as any of these guys. I'd, at, at best, I think I'd be a Windows in this circumstance. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have wandered out into the fire call to freeze. I just would have said, nah, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm just, that's enough. Yeah, these guys are, it's it's uh, pretty pretty remarkable. I mean, it's, it's funny when you're watching it a minute at a time. I've seen this movie hundreds of times. Like, I forget that, these two scenes are back to back. These, you know, it's it's kind of funny that the thing is so known. I think for its kind of slow build, yeah. And it, and, it, and it is, you know, and it does have that. And of course, to me, the the best scene in the movie is the dog scene where he's walking through the hall. Like that's the creepiest scene. Mm-hmm. But man, when when Carpenter decides to put his foot on the gas, boy howdy, you know, like he just goes for because these two scenes are just such gut punches no no pun intended <laughs> yeah it is it's pretty insane that we go uh I, I mentioned it last week and i don't remember the exact figure now i think it was it's like 24 or 25 minutes with no attacks no 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 actual monster attacks i should say that you know they kind of attack each other a good bit but um you know no sightings of the actual creature for a huge chunk of the movie like a quarter length of the movie and then you get these two scenes with you know with norris uh transforming and attacking uh and then immediately after that the death of clark and then this other insane transformation scene that we're moving towards so yeah he really he said carpenter really knew how to pace this i'm not saying anything doesn't everybody doesn't already know but man he just this thing is like just perfectly constructed yeah most definitely so, um, so yeah, we begin as, uh, you know, he had just cut open Nal's thumb, which, um, you know, I guess we didn't, you don't know that until we kind of pull out that Nal's is like the last one. He's already, you know, given everybody else a little nick and, and taken some of their blood. So, um, you know, he finishes up uh, cutting Nal's thumb and gives him a little cotton ball to hold, hold to it, which is just a nice gesture, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> considering the circumstances. Um, and then of course, uh, it's uh, Mac tells Windows that it's his turn to uh, to to cut his own thumb and get some blood out, and uh, Windows does what to me is one of the most controversial things in the entire movie is that he uh, he just wipes the scalpel off on his jeans <laughs> before cutting himself open like Captain unreal. Sterile. 
<laughs> like we've seen earlier in the movie some some uh le- less obvious uh bits of like you know some maybe cavalier um medical stuff where where these guys you know they've just got gloves on but they've got blood up to their elbows or uh you know like with Blair with his pencil like poking around at the thing and then you know putting it right next to his mouth um <laughs> uh, but this definitely takes the cake for like uh you know irresponsible uh stuff especially when they're doing a blood test like yeah they're literally trying to see whose blood is infected like they've said the words and he's just like well, i'm sure this will get it clean enough <laughs> it's all good yeah i mean and look it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be acceptable under any circumstances but i'm pretty sure windows has been wearing those same pair of jeans for like two weeks <laughs> you know so it's not even like he just got them out of the laundry i mean i'm sure these are caked on none of these guys have bathed you know, it's probably getting pretty, pretty darn gamey out there in Outpost 31. So, yeah, it's just not a good idea. guys. Right. They've all been awake for like 72 hours. Yeah, at this exactly. point. yeah not like of all the things to use to clean the scalpel. It's probably the least sterile thing in the entire room to uh, to to go about cleaning it off with. So interesting choice there. And I, I think, you know, it's something that I don't think I really noticed consciously the first you know dozen times i saw this movie or whatever i didn't really start to notice it until i was starting to watch it a couple times over again to for the podcast and then i was just like it kind of blew my mind a little bit because to me it's like you know you can have whatever theories you like about who got turned at what point in the movie but that moment that you realize that he wiped it on his jeans and you can probably infer that he's been doing that in between each person that mm-hmm, he's been cutting mm-hmm. throws all theories out the window for me like no matter what you think and even the results of the test because we know that maybe you know the thing can perhaps take you over slowly if you get infected in in maybe in this way that even the results of the test might not be legitimate uh because you know maybe you, you got a small infection when he when he cuts when windows cut you and then you know later on that becomes a full-blown you know assimilation but uh, so it really kind of throws everything into question for me to a point where it's just like I have, you know, I, I can't I can't possibly back up any theories from this point further. <laughs> yeah, there's no shot of McCready as he I mean, he does it right in front of McCready. So he, he clearly sees it, but then we don't get a shot of Kurt Russell reacting to it. So I don't know whether McCready was like, dude, you know, what are you doing? Or <laughs> he's just like, hey, whatever we got to do. I do I do want to mention then this is something I've only noticed from having watching it a minute at a time for this podcast right around the 33 second mark where we're watching Thomas Waits. You just stand there as he is squeezing the blood out of his thumb. Mm-hmm. He he rolls his eyes up because he doesn't want to make eye contact with McCready. And it's the same face guys make when they're like at a urinal and you don't <laughs> want to like make contact, you know, like you don't want to like look at any guys. So you're just kind of like. <laughs> this is all very awkward because it's, it's like you you forget that you know what they're doing like hey man i'm about to hand you a sample which if if the if the results don't come up right you're going to burn me alive <laughs> it's all right it's fine that's okay. very true i think now it's going to be hard for me to watch the scene now and see any of these guys reactions without thinking about that this is the face they all make when they're at a a, a urinal at, at a football stadium and everybody's oh. standing next to each other. <laughs> I'm glad I could add that to your lexicon of watching this movie. Well, you know, it's it's a very guy movie in a lot of ways. So, you know, it's oh, yeah. appropriate that that fits in in some way. <laughs> oh, speaking of, of guys, uh, you in just the episode I listened to today, you finally solved for me the answer of what that poster says behind McCready. Uh-huh. Because I could not make out the last word because I know it says they aren't labeled and I couldn't make out the word. And then you said they aren't labeled chum. And Uh it's like some sort of like 
VD poster. Right. And it, and it made me think of like, what a sad outpost this place is that like <laughs> the decorations are the same ones that have been there since like 1945, presumably like these guys really don't have a lot of entertainment. I mean, they said they have the jukebox and they have the, the pinball machine, but this is, you really got to go stir crazy. There's just not much to do here. I mean, this is all pre-internet. Man, what did they do all day? Watching watching VHS tapes of uh, Let's Make a Deal, I guess. Oh, that, is, <laughs> that is. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. I don't mean to get off this minute, but can I have can I ask a question about that particular section? Sure. Now that you move past it. Okay. Now, when they're watching, when when David Clennon is watching the the Palmer, he's watching the, the Let's Make a Deal, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, I've seen this one. And he gets up and he pops the tape out and he puts another tape in and we don't see what the tape is. And we hear music that to me sounds like like the comedy music you'd hear in a porno. Totally. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. All right. So I'm not the only one that thinks that. I'm like, okay, he swapped out. Let's make a deal for porn. I always assumed that, but I never realized I never knew it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I can't remember which uh, which guest was on that week, but I I think we might have even alluded to that. But yeah, it definitely sounds right. like a porno in a little bit, right. which is All like, right. okay. I was yeah. like, so he he just puts porn on. Because it doesn't <laughs> matter if he knows the ending to that one. <laughs> yeah, he assumes Childs wants to wear wants to watch porn at that time. But okay, I'm sorry, I don't mean to get us off off this. Oh, uh, it's all good. That's another kind of awkward guy moment. It's two <laughs> two guys sitting in a room smoking a joint, watching watching porn together. Just you know. <laughs> We all do it, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting moment for sure when you think about that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I did want to mention, I got a chance to talk last week with Blake, uh, who, who has done a lot of work with special effects about, uh, you know, obviously about the Norris stuff, but then it, uh, I found out something interesting about the cutting Nall's uh, thumb is very clearly this technique that he says called uh, AB blood, which is, is two different clear liquids, but when they touch, they look they turn into this thick red liquid that looks a lot like blood. So, wow. you know, uh, so if you actually look, go back and look at that scene, uh, Nall's thumb is like super wet, and I never really thought about it or noticed. But um, that's it's it's got the A solution on it and the B solutions on the scalpel. So when they are the dull scalpel, so when they touch, they just turn into this blood solution. But I don't know if. Um, like it's pretty. Once you know that the Nalls one is pretty obvious. Like his thumb is literally dripping with this like clear liquid. But uh, Windows, I'm not sure if that's the same effect or not. And the blood here is like super thick. It looks very real. It always makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh yeah, I hate seeing. I mean, he said I've just seen somebody's arms get ripped off <laughs> in in a chest. But yeah, just watching a close up of somebody purposely slice their thumb open is pretty. And Windows really kind of digs in. No kidding. You know, like he doesn't just do like a little flick like you'd get when you're donating blood. Like he really. He really gets in there, man. I'm like, eesh, geez, yeah. Dude. I mean, I have this problem with a lot of mo- any movie where somebody does like a blood brother pact, or for any reason anybody right. has to like, you know, squeeze some blood out onto a ritual sacrifice or whatever. They always do like the most absurdly. They cut way more than they need to, and this is like a perfect example. Like Windows, like not only is it like a deep cut, like you said, but it looks like the most uncomfortable place to cut yourself. Like, yeah, right on the center of your thumb, like Why almost you under the there? nail. Like it looks yeah. so awful. <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm sure on one level, it's it's uh, Carpenter's like, no, 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 make it make it right there, so the audience really like squirms in their seats. <laughs> But it's certainly it seems very impractical for these guys who know that they're in like this survival situation. It's like, 
I think I'd cut like, I don't know, somewhere on my leg or something like my side, like anywhere that's not going to like really hinder my ability to use a flamethrower in the next like 15 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm going to I need to pick up a gun. I don't want my thumb to hurt when I do that. I Yeah, you cut your arm. You cut literally could cut anywhere like your forehead a little because your forehead bleeds (laughs) very easily. Yeah. Well, as we know, Windows is not frosty in the clutch. So. So, yeah, Windows is practically already, his head's already kind of bleeding all over the place anyway. (laughs) She could probably just get a sample right off his forehead. (laughs) Yes. So uh, a very uncomfortable looking uh, cut that uh, Windows does there. It always, always makes me cringe a little bit, you know, in a a movie full of gory nastiness. You know, these, these, the two cuts with him and Nas are always the scenes that kind of, you know, make me close my eyes for a second, I think. (laughs) I love how it ends that that, that Windows looks so uncertain because it's. I think that was one of the great touches that that Carpenter brought into this and Bill Lancaster too. I don't mean to dismiss him, sure, but like the idea that you might not know you're the thing. Yes, that is such a great touch because most monster movies don't have that. You know, the monster. You know, once you're gone, once you've been eaten by the monster, you're not yourself anymore. And right. it's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, whatever. But the idea that like you yourself, like I might be the thing right now and I don't know it. That's terrifying. So I love that that Windows is genuinely afraid of the results, which is like that's wow, that's chilling. Sure. And and I like, too, that it's not like a spoken thing. Like nobody, nobody really says that out loud, but you can tell throughout right. the scene. Uh, you know, everybody we'll, we'll get some some later in the week that are even more obvious that they're very nervous about the test. Like they genuinely don't know what the result is going to be of their own test, which is, yeah, like you said, that's, that's almost the most terrifying thing in the movie is that, you know, you might be an alien creature that's pretending to be who you used to be. And, you know, just how scary that idea actually is. Yeah, I had that look on many a tests in high school, but <laughs> <laughs> the windows look. Yes. Uh, yeah. This whole scene, Windows is like Mr. Puppy Dog. Like, but at, at the end of this scene in particular, he he has this like. First, he looks sort of like almost bashful, and then as he's, uh, I like that when when Mac is like, "All right, get over there," and he just sort of like glides out of frame. He's looking almost like kind of menacing or like antagonistic a little bit as mm-hmm. he kind of walks away. Like, it almost seems like uh, like you know they were trying to hint that maybe he was and that he knew it even. And so he's nervous about the test because he knows how what the result is going to be, and that you know he's in in big trouble. Yeah, I can't. Also, I can't help every time I you know, look at like the cast list and I see this guy's act, this guy's name. I always think, what would this movie have been like if you know the musician Tom Waits had played this part? <laughs> <laughs> it would right. have been a very different movie. Not Thomas G. Waits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it is it's pretty interesting to have that uh that name show up. <laughs> <laughs> be a very different movie. Very uh, very different movie. Yes. But uh, I did want to mention I was uh, I always check the the script and the the TV version to see if there's anything interesting uh, different about it. And the TV version really the only major difference in this whole week is that you know obviously they cut out some of the gorier stuff and uh, uh, and that kind of thing. But they also um, they have music over this entire scene, which really kills the suspense. Wow. Um, I mean, it's good. You know, it's great. It's from the original score. It's it's Ennio Morricone stuff, so it's good music. But you know, definitely, I think the the silence of this scene is a big part of why it's uh, so incredibly intense and suspenseful. Um, yeah, absolutely. I can't imagine it with music blaring over it. I guess. Uh, I guess maybe if you were watching it on TV, you know, in, in 1986 or whatever, uh, somebody might just think the TV's on on mute because it's so quiet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe they just had to fill it with something. I don't know. But um, but the script, on the other hand, is actually quite different for this whole week. So I'll, I'll bring it up a few times that there's some interesting stuff. But the big difference here at the beginning is that. 
Uh, it's not Windows making uh, these cuts. It's Copper because Copper is still alive, apparently. <laughs> mm. um, Copper doesn't get killed by the Norris thing in this script. He um, just as the it's actually his his uh, I think his chest does still open up, but it happens just, you know, Copper catches himself and doesn't get hurt by it. He falls off. So uh, it's it you know, it's Copper who's doing it, who I would like to think probably took uh, better uh, sterilization precautions than uh, than good old Windows does here. So, you know, maybe it's it's too bad that uh, Copper wasn't around to to help with this test. <laughs> uh, wow, what a change from the script. You know, like talk about. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to picture like John Carpenter like pitching that to Richard Dysart. Okay, that's <laughs> <Yeah>, too bad, right? <laughs> you're you're gonna die here, but we really got a good. <laughs> we got something really amazing. Bring in that guy with the stumps. Come on, come on in here, take a look at this. You're gonna love this. This is, this is gonna be memorable. Yeah, he's probably like uh, he's like I know that you know you had like 20 more pages that you memorized, and you know I'm, I'm you're contractually you know on board to do that. And I appreciate that, but check this out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be pretty cool. So. I always wonder, like, uh, I mean, I, I don't I don't act or do anything like that. I've never been on a set. But I always wonder, like, if I had been on a set with with other actors that had been in movies that I loved, I would be bugging them about it. And so I wonder, like, was there anybody like ever on L.A. Law that was like, dude, let's talk about you got your arms ripped off in the thing. Like, <laughs> heck, how could you not talk about that? Well, he's there and he's doing his scenes and he's talking about legal briefs and tort reform and all this kind of stuff. And I, <laughs> I would just want to talk to him about getting his arms ripped off in the thing. Uh, I'm sure it had to have happened. I know. I know. Uh, Keith David says it still happens to him all the time. <laughs> but like the number one thing fans ask him is like, you know, wh- what he thought about the ending of the thing and whether he's whether he's the thing or not. So, I w- I can't imagine it didn't follow some of these other guys as well to you know yeah. their their other TV shows and stuff. You could say the same thing for uh, for um, uh, Richard Mazur as Clark. You know, I can't remember. There was I'm trying to remember. There was a big kind of a big TV show he was on uh, not too long after this. But yeah, I wonder if people were asking him about, uh, you know, hey man, how close did you get to that dog? <laughs> yeah, he was on One Day at a Time. I remember that. That's right, that's that right. Bonnie Franklin. And I also, like, um, I'm a huge fan of Cheers. And so every time they do a Gary's Old Town Tavern episode uh, and and I see uh, Joel Polis. Oh, he yeah. Played, he played Gary. Every time I see Gary Old, <laughs> Old Town Tavern, I'm like, oh, there's Joe Polis. I always think if I, if I was on the cheer set, I would just want to talk to him about like, how did you die, man? What happened to yeah, you? Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'd be I'd be asking him that in a heartbeat. It'd be it'd be hard to resist that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, this is this has been kind of just a minute of, you know, prepping this test of the suspense of like, is it going to work? What's going to happen? You have no idea at this point. Like nothing is revealed. Just a bunch of nasty cutting open of thumbs and, and such and some bad, <laughs> bad medical practice going on. So, um, yeah, so I think that's everything I had. Uh, I had in my notes. Did you have anything else you wanted to uh, to mention? I will just say seeing uh, McCready with the wire just reminds me of shop class and not a pleasant thought. <laughs> did, did you ever get the chance to recreate this scene in shop class? <laughs> I, I did not. Uh, I was I, I, I'm an artist and, and so I'm, I'm all thumbs when it comes to anything mechanical. So I never would have done anything. Like I had not seen the thing. But it, well, no, you know what? I had to have seen the thing by the time I was in high school, but I, I would not try to have messed around or, or, or recreate it because I just was so afraid of the equipment. <laughs> I could see some uh, some, you know, nerdy high schooler in, in uh, chemistry class using the Bunsen burner to heat up a heat up <clears throat> a paperclip or something and try and stick it in, in some blood right. or something as a joke. <laughs> it's hey, you the thing. Let's see. Come on. Let's get some petri dishes out here. Let's see if anybody's a monster. <laughs> Listeners, if any of you gave this a shot and you're uh, and you're 
uh, chemistry lab in high school, uh, let us know. <laughs> Be curious about that. <laughs> so, um, yes, I think that'll probably uh, wrap up minute 81 of The Thing. But in the meantime, you can go to thethingminute.com for full show notes on every episode, including links to everything we talked about. So, uh, you know, all those all the podcasts we mentioned at the beginning of the show, we'll have links up to all those and, and anything, any other movies we mentioned and stuff like that. So uh, check that out if you're interested. And then uh, make sure to come back tomorrow for another episode of The Thing Minute. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to thethingminute.com. There you'll find the show notes with links to anything we talked about on this episode and lots of other resources on The Thing. You can also find us on Twitter at The Thing Minute and on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Thing Minute. But most importantly, subscribe, rate, and review us in iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. Check out other podcasts like this at moviesbyminutes.com and be sure to head over to starwarsminute.com to listen to the team that started it all. Thanks for listening, and until next time, this is Harper signing out. Harper signing out.